365. The fantasy season never dies. Welcome to Every Day is Draft Day. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Every Day is Draft Day, Episode 4. Brought to you by Champions Round. My name is Jason Gold. I am joined by Dan Turner of Champions Round. Also, Dan, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Doing good. Excited. One more day and, you know, we get rolling on the season. Absolutely. Uh, Dan did a fantastic job hosting episode three of Every Day is Draft Day, and he will be hosting many more podcasts as the NFL season continues. Uh, so we're excited to hear more from you today and as the host of the show. Uh, before we get into the fun stuff of the pod, there's some businesses to take care of on the Champions Round end. We have three contests that are live. We have the Stakes Contest. We have Boost Ball, and we have a Cap 10 contest. Go join those now. If you use the promo code BOOST, you'll get $20 off. Go, and you'll have a free entry into any of those contests. Uh, so that'll be awesome. Also, we're giving away a Christian McCaffrey and Devontae Adams signed jersey. So all you have to do to be eligible for those is follow on follow Champions Round on Instagram and also download the app. Once you prove that you have both of those things, you're eligible to get either of those jerseys. We will be giving away both on Instagram Live before kickoff Thursday, 4.30 p.m. on Champions Round Instagram. So that's exciting. If you want some signed jerseys, come follow us, uh, download the app, enter some contests, and uh, yeah, get some free swag. So that'll be awesome. Uh, now let's start off the podcast. Dan, you wrote an incredible article that's on the research tab of the Champions Round app right now. And it's your 2021 NFL season team predictions. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about these with you. Let's start off in the AFC East. Why don't you run through the division and give us your early thoughts on what's going to happen uh, there? All right. So record-wise, I have the Jets bringing up the rear at 4-13. and 13. Oh, and by the way, I got about halfway through this article before I remembered that there were 17 games this year. <laughs> That's common. Very common. Yeah. Luckily, I didn't get through all of it, so it was pretty easy to adjust, but it, it was funny. So I got the Jets uh, bringing up the rear at 4-13. and 13. I think that they're a couple of years away from being uh, contenders, but if they uh, – if Zach uh, Wilson turns out to be what they expect, hopefully they, they'll get that bump in the near future. I got the Dolphins at eight and nine. I think that two is going to be okay. I, I just don't think that they're good enough to to be any better than that. Um, I got the Patriots at ten and seven. I think that that Belichick is building the team back to you know his like early two thousands uh, version of the team with like a solid you know quarterback, two tight ends, some decent receivers, and a solid running game. And a good defense and winning games like that. So I think that the Patriots are going to be back in the playoffs this year. And then I have the Bills, <clears throat> excuse me, at 14 and 3. I think that Josh Allen takes another step forward as a, as a franchise QB. I think that overall the team is, is you know, good. They went deep in the playoffs last year. And I think the, the, they take another step forward and, and win the, the division. So I went on my other show, Gambling with Gold, with Dan Titus yesterday. We went through some of our NFL predictions for Super Bowl and stuff like that. I am in love with the Bills this season. I also think that they're going to finish as the one seed, and I have them making it to the Super Bowl. Uh, well, I'll, I'll wait till the end to give my official Super Bowl prediction. But right. I, do have them in the, I do have them in the Super Bowl. I'm fully on the Josh Allen train. I love Sean McDermott. I think he's maybe one of the most – definitely one of the most underrated coaches in the NFL, perhaps one of the best coaches in the NFL. I love the depth on their roster. And I, I think the key for them is if they get any sort of production off the end from Gregory Rousseau, uh, I think that's a game changer for their defense. Mm -hmm. It may not be till midseason, but he's the early returns look really special. 
Uh, and if he's awesome, I think this is a, a runaway, definitely for the AFC East, but could smash uh, the Chiefs, who I'm a little down on this season. Yeah, I agree. I think that the defense and, and the lack of it was pretty much the only reason that they didn't go, you know, all the way last year. If they, you know, got someone that can contribute as a as an edge, as a rusher, uh, and get some some stacks and put some pressure on the opposing quarterbacks, namely Patrick Mahomes, which is probably what, you know, the main guy you got to get through to get to the Super Bowl in the AFC. That's definitely going to be a boon to their team, and, and hopefully they get over that hump. All right, let's move on to the AFC North. You have a very interesting prediction here. <laughs> All right, so for the AFC North, starting uh, number four with the Bengals, I have the Bengals going 6-11. I think that their offensive weaponry is, is awesome. I just don't think they improved the uh, offensive line enough uh, to make sure that, that Burrow stays uh, alive for all the games that they need him to. Uh, the Ravens, I have a 9-8. I think that you know they've been really hit hard by injuries. I think at one point or another, every receiver on the team was on the injury report in the preseason, and Obviously, you know what happened to J.K. Dobbins. He's out for the year, too. So I haven't taken like a little step back uh, from last year. Uh, number two, I have the Browns. I think the Browns are going to take another step forward. I think uh, Baker is going to you know, take a step forward as a quarterback. I love, I love the way their offense and they have a very underrated defense. And number one, I have the Steelers. I think that you know drafting Najee Harris, they're going to be a much more balanced team uh, this year. I, I, I know people have questions about their own line, uh, but I just think that, that Ben – you know, this is probably one of Ben's last ride uh, as a as a, as a uh, legitimate you know contender quarterback. So I, I have him winning the division, but I do have the Steelers and Browns with the same record as eleven and six. But still, get the tiebreaker. So I have the Steelers in the playoffs. Also, I think they're going to be a lot better than people would think. It's one of my favorite overs for the year over eight and a half wins. That uh, seems like a lot to me. Even if Big yeah. Ben is, even if Big Ben is what he was last year, I still think that this. Between the defense and the playmakers that they have, I think they'll get it done. And like Tomlin doesn't do worse than five hundred. That's ever. He, he's just exactly. a, he's a, ever. yeah, he he's a great coach. So I I think that uh, I I can definitely buy the Steelers making it to the playoffs, winning the division probably a little less likely. Those odds would be really nice and juicy to uh, to bet on right now. Uh, I also have the Browns and the Ravens in the playoffs. Uh, I had the Browns winning the division. I'm okay. And I actually support the Ravens at nine and eight. I think there's a legitimate issue with Lamar Jackson here. And it goes for a lot of teams that have unvaccinated quarterbacks, um, you know, not to get political with that. It doesn't matter, but uh, you know, he's going to likely have to miss a two game stretch at some point during the season, the likelihood of him going through the entire season and not being exposed at any point to COVID in that locker room is unlikely. Mm -hmm. So then you have this case where he's going to have to sit out 10 days. And if that head's on a Thursday or later, he's out two weeks. So we saw what the Ravens are without Lamar Jackson last year. It is not pretty. It's one of the reasons why I thought that they should have gone out and really tried to get uh, Gardner Minshew. Maybe they'll end up still with Cam Newton. Maybe that makes sense. I don't really know. Um, but I, I definitely see the nine and eight uh, within the realm of their, uh, their outcomes here. So I'm with you. Let's move over to the AFC South, and you have one team here running away with it. Yeah. So for the South, uh, the Texans are at two and fifteen. I mean, they're just complete dumpster fire. They're they're in the running for number one overall pick. That's how bad they are. Uh, the Jags, I have five and twelve. Uh, I think that it's going to be uh, harder on Trevor Lawrence than we originally thought. Uh, he didn't inspire that much confidence in uh, in the preseason. Uh, so I think they're they're a couple like a year or so away. The Colts I have at seven and ten, and that's purely because I have absolutely no faith in Carson Wentz to be any good this year. 
<laughs> and then the Titans at, at 12 and five, I think the, the addition of, of Julio Jones is going to take that offense to the next level. Ryan Tannehill has quietly, you know, done a really great job since going, getting to Tennessee and they have a really good defense. So I think that they win this division rather handedly. So I, w- I would push back a little bit against the defense. I do not think it's that that good, but I do think that the offense is this special. I really like their offensive line. Obviously, if AJ and Julio are healthy all season, that's the most dynamic one too in the NFL. Tannehill, like you mentioned, has been awesome. And Henry, I don't know when the wheels are going to fall off. I assume it happens at some point, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen this year. The guy's just a tank. So I expect nothing less than amazing things from their offense. It'll counteract the fact that I think their defense is mediocre, probably in the middle of the league. Uh, and I can see them running away with this division for sure. The Colts roster is really intriguing, but between the injuries, unvaccinated quarterback, and on top of that, we don't even know if Wentz is good. Uh, you might have a little Eagles hatred in your heart for, for Wentz. I'm not 100% sure. A there. Just a little just a little bit. All right, so we'll take with just a little grain of salt, but still a, a reasonable point. He hasn't proven that he's a good quarterback ever since he suffered the knee injury, really, mm-hmm. uh, in 2017, I believe. 2017. Uh, yeah, 2017. So, um, yeah, I have my issues with the Colts, too. Their roster, if healthy, could make a run at the division in the playoffs. I currently have them on the outside looking in. If anyone's going to get Carson Wentz right, I would assume it's Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. But I, I I don't know. This isn't the quarter, same quarterback he coached four years ago. Right. His, body's, his body's broken down. And you, the whole point of him going to the Colts was, all right, we're going to surround him with this great offensive line. Well, Nelson, we don't know if he's going to be back. They lost Tevi for the year. They lost Costanzo, who retired. Like, is this offensive line even good anymore? I'm not 100% sure here. So mm-hmm. I definitely see the, the massive concerns with uh, yeah, Wentz. It, it's not like when he was in Philly for a long time, he had a terrible offensive line. We've, we've had a you know good offensive line for a number of years that he's been there. I just think that mentally he's just broken. I think that he can't he can't get it done. Right. It's not even like it's not even hate. I don't hate him because he's not my quarterback anymore. So it's whatever. We won the Super Bowl despite him. But I, I just think that, that mentally he's just not good enough to 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 get there anymore. Honestly. All right. Let's let's move over to the AFC West. No surprise at the top here, but another playoff team in the division. Right. So I so I'll go over reverse order. So Chiefs I have here at 14 and 3 because it's the Chiefs. You, you know, they still have Andy Reid. They still have Mahomes. They improve their offensive line. CEH should take another step forward. Uh, they still have Hill and Kelsey. So it's pretty pretty easy to put up there. Uh, number two and number three, I have the same record, but I have the Chargers making the playoffs at 10 and 7. Uh, I think that uh, Herbert is going to be uh, better than he was last year. I think the Eckler returning healthy is going to be a big um, boon to the team. And they also have a decent defense as well. Uh, the Raiders, I think that are going to also going to hit 10 and 7. I think Carr is going to have one of his better years. I just worry about the the unprovenness of their wide receiver core. I think uh I think it's what it's going to cost them eventually. And then uh, the Broncos at 7 and 10, I think that Bridgewater is a, a decent game manager. They have, do have a lot of weapons uh, offensive. I just don't think he's a good enough quarterback to to get it done, especially in that division. So I also have the Chiefs and Chargers in the playoffs. I have the Chiefs as a 2 seed, Chargers as a 6 seed. I have the same record as you with the Chargers 10-7. I have the Chiefs at 12-5. Uh, I agree that I think Herbert's going to take just a mini step forward. I think he'll regress in some areas, but he'll improve in others. I think that the, a improved offensive line is really going to help him. And I think that Brandon Staley over Anthony Lynn is just a massive leap forward. That's worth, in my mind, two wins by itself. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, 
The Raiders is a surprise here at 10 and 7. I'm pretty down on this season. I have them at 7 and 10. I, I love Carr. I think he's really underrated. Uh, I do not love the weapons they have around him. I do not like the offensive line. The defense has a lot of issues, and this is not a division in which you can get away with having a defense with this many issues. So I think that's going to end up costing them. The Broncos is the one that I vacillated on. I really want to bet the under here. It's eight and a half or nine, mm -hmm. depending on where you get it. I, I'm not a Teddy B believer. I'm not a Drew Locke believer. I, I think they're screwed either way here. But they have all these weapons, a decent offensive line, and a really, really good defense, one that could be one of the top five units in the NFL. So depending on what happens, I mean, they can win games with Teddy Bridgewater. I, I, I just don't know. There's too many young weapons. Like, they all need to pop. And in order for them to pop, you'd think that they would need a quarterback that will maximize their abilities. Teddy Bridgewater does not maximize anyone's nope. abilities on offense. That is not what he does. What he will do, potentially, although he didn't do it last year, is limit tur turnovers and mistakes and help you help guide you down the field in normal situations. He's not going to come from behind and win games. So right. if the Broncos' defense is really as good as I think they are, then maybe this is a team that can sneak into the playoffs. But I would bet against it, and I probably will end up betting against it before tomorrow's game starts. All right, let's move over to the NFC. We'll start in the NFC East, your division. Yeah. Uh, you probably know this better than anyone that I know. So give me the full load lowdown on uh, what's going to happen in the East this season. All right, so in first place, I have uh, Washington. Washington won uh, the division last year. I think they got an upgrade uh, in their weapons with signing Curtis Samuel and at quarterback with signing – Signing Ryan Fitzpatrick, they have about 25 first rounders on that defensive line. Uh, they easily have the best defense in the division, so I think it's it's you know, it's not going to be uh, that close. I, I think Washington wins the division pretty comfortably, honestly. Uh, and second, I have the Cowboys. I think that the Cowboys are going to be great offensively, uh, depending on on Dak's health if he can stay healthy. I just think the defense is complete trash, and that's and that's going to be costing them some games. Uh, third place. Oh, third and fourth, I have tied the Giants and Eagles both at six and eleven. I think that the Giants are going to take a, a mini step forward. Uh, hopefully, the, um, Daniel Jones develops a little bit and I puts them at six wins. And I just think that the Eagles are don't have the talent to withstand any kind of injury. And with the injury luck we've had a couple in the past couple of years, at least, you know, half our line will get injured and then we'll be as seen in the preseason, we'll just suck. So I, I, that's how I see the NFC East uh, so out. I am definitely with you on Washington. I'm probably higher on Washington than the entire market. I have them at 11 wins. I think that they're going to go five and one in the division, which only means that they have to be around 500 on the way out mm -hmm. to get to 11 wins here. Uh, I love everything that you said. It's right. Like I like the additional Samuel. I like their offensive line. I think Gibson takes a step forward. I like Fitzpatrick and that defense. I mean, that could be the number one defense in the NFL by the time the season's over. And Dallas, I love their offense, hate their defense just like you. That should result in around a 500 record. I have them at nine and eight. I have them actually right. sneaking in the. I have them sneaking in the playoffs actually, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. I I just really love. I mean, we've talked about CD Lamb and Dak Prescott all all off seasons. I, yes. Nothing, nothing's changed there. I'll stop talking about him at some point unless he has 500 yards tomorrow night, and then and then you won't give Are me. Are you a CD Lamb ever. fan? I I don't know. Could you? <laughs> Could you? <laughs> I might have to get like 88 tattooed on my neck by the end of the season or much. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I love their offense. Giants hate their offense, love their defense. Uh, I think their defense is actually going to be really, really competitive this season. Uh, but I do not believe in Daniel Jones at all. I do not love their wide receivers. I think they have big issues there. Hopefully Saquon stays healthy, but their offensive line is trash, so I don't really buy anything on them. 
The Eagles, I'm higher on you on them than you are, but you're closer to them than I am, so that yes. concerns me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm a little I'm a little bit maybe it's too much of a fantasy brain, but I really like Jalen Hurts. I think he has a real future in the league, and I think that if he really bumps up his play from the last four games of last year and turns into some semblance of a franchise quarterback, I think that this is a mm-hmm. team that can win seven or eight games this season. You're right, obviously on the, on the depth issue. I'm high on Devontae Smith. I think the defense can be okay. I think that Sirianni might be sneaky good. I'm not sure. He's terrible in press conferences, but he's also, like, electric to listen to. He might yeah. actually be really good. I don't I don't really know. He's, like, the the X factor here. If oh, he's, absolutely. like, actually, if he's actually sneaky good, this could be a 500 team for sure. Mm-hmm. I just don't see All it, right. honestly. For That's us. fair. You, you're, you are closer to it than I, so I will trust <laughs> your judgment over mine here, and I will probably stay away from all bets regarding – the Eagles, uh, at least for the time being. Let's move over to the NFC North. Uh, and we have a team with a lot of drama that seems to have settled all of it. And they're going to have one last season, the last dance at the top of uh, the NFC North. Yeah. So the Packers are number one at 12 and five. You know, Aaron was convinced to come back another year. And I think that, you know, he he's good enough to, to end the additional of his, of his buddy, Raynal Cobbs, going to help that receiving core. So I, th- I think it's going to be the Packers division uh, to lose this year. Uh, I had the Vikings at nine and eight. I think that uh, Justin Jefferson takes a little a minor step back. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was last year. Um, but they still have a really solid offense. I, I do have questions about their defense and offensive line though. Um, the Bears, I think, it's going to be a transitional year with Andy Dalton being sacrificed the first game against the Rams, and then uh, Justin Fields is going to start and he's going to be taking his rookie bumps um, and. Like talent-wise, I don't really love their talent outside of, you know, um, Robinson. And then the Lions are also in the running for number one overall pick. I think they their entire roster lacks, lacks talent. I don't believe in golf. I don't believe in any of their receivers. I think that they're mismanaging how they're just de- uh, deploying their running backs. And TJ Hawkinson is awesome, but, I mean, he's still a tight end, and I don't think he's really going to strike fear in the hearts of NFL defense. He's going to be a great fantasy player. But in real life football, I just don't him, have him seeing – don't have him having as much impact as, as we may want him to be. So, I am banned by our bosses from talking about TJ Hawkinson anymore. So I am <laughs> gonna pass. I'm gonna pass on this one. Uh, they couldn't extend up the TD Lamb too. Damn. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's next week. That's next <laughs> okay. week. Okay. Uh, yeah, they put the Hawkinson ban on first. So the Lions. I mean, I I agree with you. They're probably gonna be really bad. I. I don't know what to think about that coaching staff at all. The fact that they moved Sewell over the right tackle, even though he's supposed to be this all-world left tackle as a prospect, doesn't really make sense to me. The whole thing is just an issue to me. So 1-16, I could definitely see that. Then with Spencer Rattler uh, next year with Dan Campbell seems like an odd mix to me too. So I'd pay to see that. It sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, the Bears, I, obviously all of this depends on if Justin Fields, when he comes in and if, if he's good or not, They they have – Decent weapons. Their offensive line is definitely an issue. Their defense is probably going to be pretty good again. Uh, if Fields is is awesome and scrambles around and makes things happen, maybe they're a 500 team, but I'd probably go under for that. The Vikings, I'm pretty high on. Uh, I have them at 9-8 and eight also. I think there's, there's a chance that they go 10-7. Uh, my concern with them is the unvaccinated quarterback issue. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I think their defense is going to be a lot better this year. Like They, they had a lot of issues last year with opt-outs and COVID and injuries and whatever. Uh, so I think they'll be much improved on that side of the ball. And the Packers I have as a runaway. I have them in the Super Bowl. I think that the, I've totally bought into the last dance whole deal. 
Uh, I think they're going to go after. I think they're going to end up taking out Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game this year and not settling for a goddamn field goal this time. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you on the Packers here. Let's move over to the NFC South and talk about the team that won the Super Bowl last season. Yeah, so you have the defending Super Bowl champions. Obviously, you have the the Bucks. They're going to go, in my, in my opinion, they're going to go fourteen three. They're bringing back pretty much everybody from Super Bowl team, uh, so the continuity is going to help there. Uh, the Falcons have number two at nine eight. I think that they're 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 a solid team. I just don't know how much longer Matt Ryan is going to uh, play at that level he needs to be to make them successful. Uh, Saints are at seven and ten. I think they have. A problem on offense, I think Winston's going to be a decent quarterback, but they don't really have that many weapons to surround him with besides Kamara. And I don't really trust Callaway to, to assume that number one uh, receiver role, like right out of the gate. Uh, and then the Panthers at, at 5-12, and 12, and I just – I think that I, I don't trust Sam Darnold. I have to, I have to see it first. Everyone says, he, you know, it's, it's an Adam Gase thing, but it could just also be a Darnold thing, so I have to see how well he does before I can trust the Panthers. I, I have this almost in the exact same order. Uh, I think that I have the Saints and Falcons flipped, but I have them both under 500. Uh, the Saints are the most interesting one here. I mean, I could see Sean Payton getting the most out of Jameis Winston and turning into a really good quarterback and their defense being solid and them being able to sneak out 10 games in a division that outside of Tampa Bay, you can win all of those games. So I still don't have them in the playoffs, though. I just think there's too many issues and not enough receivers and their tight end issue is also weird, so... I'll probably fade them. The Panthers I have at seven and ten. I believe in the Darnold bounce back a little bit more. I really like their coaching staff. My issue with them is that their defense is just so young. They have like the mm-hmm. youngest defense in the NFL. I think that's going to be a big concern, especially in a division in which the rest of the three teams look like they're at least going to be able to throw the ball all over the place, if nothing else. Or, or in the Saints' case, are going to try to throw it all over the place. We'll see if they're successful or not. Exactly. Uh, the Falcons, their defense really concerns me. This seems like a team that's going to be in a shootout every week and go 500 in those games. So nine and eight, totally fine with that. I'm definitely high on Ridley, Engage, and Pitts. I love all of those guys. I think they'll be successful, especially in Arthur Smith's offense. And then the Buccaneers. I mean, they returned 22 starters and they even got more. And their first round pick, Joe Tryon. Apparently, there's rumors that he's going to win NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. This is just a monster. It's going to be them in Green Bay. I think you have. I, I we'll get to it in a little bit, but you have some <laughs> NFC West teams that are uh, that might try to ruin the party for those two. But my prediction is that we're going to see a rematch between uh, Tampa Bay and Green Bay. So let's move over to the NFC West. Talk about some teams that you really love this season. All right. So the NFC West has the distinction of being the only division I see with everyone being above 500. Uh, starting off with the Rams, I think that the addition of uh, Matt Stafford is such a huge upgrade over uh, Jared Goff and the rest of the team is the defense is ridiculous. The uh, offensive line receivers are awesome. And I think that uh, Henderson is good enough for running back to carry them to a 13 and four record. Uh, second, I have the 49ers at 11 and six. I think that uh, Garoppolo is going to hold the, the ship down and, and win a couple of games until they feel that Trey Lance is ready. And then, you know, Trey Lance is going to have his, his rookie loans, but they're still going to be good enough as, as a team uh, with that running game and, and then their defense to make it to 11 and six. Uh, Seahawks at 10 and seven. I think that they're going to follow the Seahawks formula of bursting out of the gate really hot. And then around like week 10, week 11, they're going to, for some reason, just, you know, fall flat, you know, win like one or two games and lose the rest. Uh, and then the Cardinals at, at nine and eight, I think that uh, Kyler is going to be solid again. I just don't think that they have the defense, uh, especially in this division to, to, you know, get go any higher than, than, than that. So. All right. 
I have I have the Rams, Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals in that order. I have all three of the top Rams, 49ers, Seahawks, all in the playoffs. Also, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Like Stafford on the Rams, I think like McVay's going to come out swinging with this offense and be like, you thought I was okay when I had Jared Goff. Watch when I have a real quarterback. Like, let's mm-hmm. see what that looks like. I think the defense will probably regress a little bit. I think that losing Staley is a bigger deal than maybe we give credit for replacing it with Raheem Morris, who's a, a decent defensive coordinator, but I don't think on the same level. And they also lost some uh, defensive backs in free agency, which I don't love. Uh, 49ers, I'm right with you. The Jimmy G, Trey Lance thing is going to be interesting, but if Shanahan has a healthy quarterback who's worthy of being an NFL starter, all the dude does is win. So 11-6, fine there. Seattle, they have Russell Wilson. They're not going under 500 with Russell Wilson. So 10-7, and seven, I'm totally fine there. The Cardinals, I have at 8-9. I can see it as 7-10. Okay. and 10. I actually like their under there just because they're in such a tough division. Like They could easily go 0-6 or 1-5 here, which would make it tough sledding to get to 9-8. and eight. I have issues with Cliff Kingsbury and his late-game coaching. I obviously love Kyler and a lot of what they can do on offense, but I don't think that they're dynamic enough on offense to take away from what Cliff downgrades them and their defensive liability issues. So uh, we're pretty close there. Let's move on to the playoffs. Why don't you run through the whole thing? <laughs> Give us the yeah. whole rundown. All right. So for the for the NFC playoffs, I have the Bucks at one, Packers at two, Rams at three, Washington at four, 49ers at five, Seahawks at six, and the Falcons at seven. Uh, in the wild card round, I have the Packers over the Falcons, the Rams over the Seahawks, and Washington over the 49ers. In the divisional round, I have the Rams over the Packers uh, and the Bucks over Washington. And in the NFC Championship game, I have the Rams over the Buccaneers. Uh, in the AFC, I have the Chiefs 1, Bills 2, Titans 3, Steelers 4, Patriots 5, Browns 6, and Chargers 7. In the wild card, I have the Bills over the Chargers, the Titans over the Browns, and the Patriots over the Steelers. In the divisional round, I have, I have the Chalk, Chiefs over Patriots, and Bills over Titans. And the AFC Championship game, I have the Bill of the Chiefs over the Bills. And in the Super Bowl, I have the Chiefs over the Rams. All righty. I like that one. The Rams would have home field advantage in that case. So whatever you want to call home field advantage in Los Angeles. Yeah, exactly. Right Is it though? So, Is it really? <laughs> I am. It might be. I mean, Tampa Bay had no fans of the stands last year. It was just a bunch of healthcare workers. So, and they still won convincingly. That yeah. probably had more to more to do with the fact that Patrick Mahomes had basically me playing left tackle That's uh, it. That's than anything else. Was, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see with that one. I'm I'm definitely a little bit uh, further down on the Chiefs than you are. I think they're going to three straight Super Bowls, especially one and a half or two full COVID seasons. In here, it is just a lot to ask of any team, regardless of how good the quarterback is and how good the coach is and everything else that they have going on. I think that'll be tough. Uh, the Rams, I could definitely see making a run at the Super Bowl. Everything's lined up. I mean, if Stafford really is as good as we think he can be in this offense, there's no reason to think that they can't go to the Super Bowl this season at uh, SoFi Stadium, which would be pretty cool for LA lifers to see the Rams in the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Green Bay against Buffalo. And I have Green Bay defeating the Bills, uh, which would be devastating for the Bills to lose another Super Bowl. Another one. Uh, but I, I just think that this is the Hollywood script in Hollywood. Aaron Rodgers last season in Green Bay gets it done and walks off. I don't know if he ends up in Denver or ends up on a Jeopardy set or something like that. Uh, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I think that Rodgers gets it done this just, season for the Packers. I just don't know if the coaching staff is good enough in Green Bay to, to allow that to go all the way to the Super Bowl because, that, I mean, really they should have gone last year, but they messed it up. So I, I don't know if, they, if they're if they good enough in that, in that yeah. case to make it all the I way. I mean, 
Two years in a row in the NFC Championship game, and they've blown both of them. Now, the first year against 49ers, they got smoked. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, they had a real chance, although they started off just so slow in that game. And the last four minutes, or the last two minutes of the the second quarter were really an issue. And then everything that happened down the stretch in the fourth quarter. So right. I, I'm with you. I get it. He's LaFleur still, I mean, he's only coming into his third year. The first two years, he's made it to the NFC Championship in both game in both seasons. So, you know, I, I believe in the talent. I think he's a really good head coach. Whether or not, you know, he gets uh, a little shaky when the real stuff is on the line, I, I don't know. It, that could be possible, too. But, you know, Kyle Shanahan has also blown two big Super Bowl leads, and I don't think that anyone considers him to be a, a bad head coach or someone that can't get it done when the lights are on. So we'll see. Uh, I, I'll, I'll believe in Aaron Rodgers. I think that this is the season that he gets it done. Um, I, mean, I, I believe that Kyle Shanahan can get it done in, in big games. Oh, that's just okay. Game. There you go. I like that. It's a spicy take. You should you should hold on to that one. I will. I will keep it in my back pocket. All right. Uh, let's do a couple of other quick hitters on the way out of here before we end the podcast. Right. Stardom, Sidem, week one. We're here. We finally actually get a set fantasy line. Super exciting. So why don't I give you give us some guys that you're looking to start and sit this season or this week? Sorry, this season. Uh, so this week, uh, I'm going to be starting. Um, I like Justin Herbert uh, this week. I know he's going up against Washington, but I think that uh, he can he can air it out. Um, I like Chris Carson. I think that he's supremely undervalued as at running back. Um, I like uh, I like DJ Moore. I think that going against the Jets is good for any fantasy player. I mean, you can throw basically all the Panthers in, in into that category there. <laughs> and then um, I actually like. Uh, I like Chase Claypool, actually. I think that he's going to be, you know, a lot of attention is going to be on, on Deontay, but I think Claypool is the one that's going to end up being the, the wide receiver one in, in Pitt. So those are some guys that I'm looking for in week one. I love Claypool this year. Uh, a little scary against Buffalo, but if Tredavious White is on Deontay Johnson, then that's all good for us. Right. Um, let's see. I have, starting with Tannehill, uh, I like that yeah, Arizona's like number one uh, wide receiver, or sorry, their number one cornerback is like a fourth round rookie here. So mm-hmm. that's a big issue for them. Uh, Antonio Brown, I think is going to have a big game against Dallas tomorrow night. Robbie Anderson, I chose over DJ Moore, but I'm fine with DJ Moore being in here. Uh, that's no issue for me. Elijah Moore also in that game. Uh, I think the Panthers cornerbacks are going to have some big issues and Jameson Crowder probably not going to play. I think the Zach Wilson is a lot better than everybody thinks he is. I think he can light it up, and I think Moore's going to be his first uh, his first look guy. I think he's going to be the dominant receiver on the Jets from day one. Uh, so I think that he's a good start. Uh, Raheem Mostert against the Lions, I think that's a smash spot. Actually, Trey Sermon also uh, could have a big game. And then Jalen Hurts against the Falcons defense that can't stop anyone. I think that he'll have a uh, really good week one. Some guys I'm going to sit this week, Allen Robinson. You draw Jalen Ramsey, so good luck, especially with Andy Dalton, at quarterback. Uh, Callaway on the Saints. I mean, you're going against Jair Alexander, and we don't know what the heck's going to – what the Saints are going to look like, and you're at Jacksonville. Nothing good there. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson, who I mentioned, uh, I, I think that he's going to end up going against Tredavious White. That's not good for anybody. Javante Williams is another one. I think the Giants defense is going to be really good. I don't know how much he's going to play versus Melvin Gordon, so stay away from him for now. And then I'm actually going to go against your number one start guy. I'm sitting Justin Herbert because of Washington's defense. I just don't trust it in week one here. 
What about you? Who are you sitting this week? So this week, I'm, I agree with you on Robinson. I, I'll throw in David Montgomery, too. I just don't think with Andy Dalton there that they're going to find any traction at all against uh, the Rams' defense. Uh, I'm Not that I'm going to be sitting Saquon Barkley, but I just don't think he's going to be as good if he plays as everyone wants him to be because I think the Broncos' defense is going to shut him down. And I have no faith in Daniel Jones. Uh, I'm going to be sitting CEH. I think that I need to see how the, the Chiefs deploy him, and I think the Browns' defense is good against the run, so that, that could be – a a uh, problem area there. I'm going to uh, sit um, Elijah Moore, uh, your guy, against the Panthers because I just don't trust the Jets yet because they're the Jets. <laughs> um, and and I'm going to be uh, sitting uh, Joe Burrow. I just don't know how the offensive line is going to hold up. But the Vikings have a, a really uh, a talented uh, defensive line when they're healthy. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm comfortable enough starting him in, in week one for now. All right. Let's move on to crazy week one predictions, and then we will end the pod. Uh, my two here, Texans win against Jacksonville wow. and the Steelers win at Buffalo. Those are my two crazy predictions for week one. All right. So my uh, crazy prediction is a little homerish, but I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be the overall QB one this week. Going against the Falcons defense has a bunch of holes. I think uh, Demonte Smith, and I'm really excited to see what uh, what Sirianni cooks up for his, for our offense. So I think he has a, a good chance, you know, between his rushing upside and hopefully the improvements he's made uh, throwing the ball and his accuracy, that he can end up in that as QB1 for the, for week one. All right. I like all of that. So that does it for episode four of Every Day is Draft Day. Dan, thank you so much for joining me. Once again, we will we look forward to ho- you hosting uh, in the coming weeks. A uh, little business on the back end here. Remember, you can get a $20 uh promo with the just use the word boost when you join champions round and follow on instagram and download the app for a chance to win a christian mccaffrey and Devonte adams signed jersey so that does it for this week we will talk to you soon thanks enjoy football everyone